fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Elisa. This is To Ellen Back, Back, Generation Generation Q. To Ellen Back is an autostraddle podcast where Reese and Carly usually recap every episode of the original L Word, but while the L Word Generation Q is on, we're recapping the L Word Generation Q. It's always exciting. (laughs) Man, this show. Yeah. Fine. No, it's good. We, so we just watched the episode. Yes, this is a very special episode of yeah. To Ellen Back Generation Q um, because Drew and I didn't have screeners this no. week. So we have watched the episode since it was posted to Showtime mm-hmm. and we are doing a very special crash episode Yes, um, which in TV, I don't know if people wouldn't know this, but in TV that's just like something where you're like turn it around so fast. Like you're like we have to do this now and turn it around in like documentary stuff sometimes mm. and news. So we're doing a crash episode of to Ellen Back Generation Q. We've just watched the episode. We finished two minutes ago. And we discovered why they were holding the episode from press because there's a very exciting thing that happened. There's a lot of exciting things that happened in this one. So this is episode 106. It is titled Loose Ends. It's directed by Logan Kibbins, who directed a movie called Operator and some episodes of Snowfall. Uh, And it's written by Nancy C. Mejia, who wrote, who I think still writes for Vita, which is the best show on TV. I should have started a like bingo card at the beginning of this season of like things Drew is going to plug yeah. or like things Drew is going to like double down on. Oh yeah. Any chance I can to plug Vita because it is. I feel like I could have gotten a full blackout by the end of the season. Definitely. It's, it's just really good. It's on stars. You should watch it. There's been two seasons. It has the best cinematography and the best sex scenes on television, in my opinion, at least. Opinions Drew's own. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So the episode starts with news reporters outside Bet's house. Yeah. uh, We're in the aftermath of Bet's attempted murder, (laughs) which is how everyone is treating this event. Oh, yeah. Like no one is like, oh, a man charged at a woman and her teenage daughter after a school play on school property, which I think would make it like way more appropriate that she acted in defense of herself. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, there are a bunch of reporters outside of Beth's house and the crisis team is here to help Shane and Alice get out of Shane's car Mm -hmm. and they are stomping up. Um, Alice has on her very, I'm sure specially chosen for this occasion, (laughs) crisis jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. It's purple. It's multiple shades of purple. She looks like a, G.I. Jane Barbie kind of and they're here to help so they like well well they push through the scrum yeah Shane's at least there to help Alice Alice is mad yeah and I think we said that this was gonna happen yeah it's just like like, such an obvious like the minute that Alice on the show was like Ben isn't having sex with Felicity anymore and I believe her which is an insane thing to have to we've are we don't need we'll lose (laughs) hours talking about how insane it is that Alice brought that mayor candidate onto her show like we would it's too long and we can't get into it now but all of that is bananas it's bananas that alice ever said that about her a her friend and also be a mayoral candidate but okay fine yeah 
Alice is mad about it. Yes. And so uh, they go inside and Danny's there. Like, it's like the whole, you know, they're all, everyone's processing the crisis. Um, and then Alice confronts Bet and finds out that Shane knew. Yes. And so then is doubly pissed and leaves. Yes. She's super mad that, like, her friends are better friends with each other than they are to her right now. But also, like, Shane just kind of guessed. Yeah. Why like, Shane just, why like, Bet say, well, like Shane guessed. There's a lot of reasonable explanations in the L word yeah. that people just don't say. And you're yeah. like, why wouldn't, like, Shane, why wouldn't you just tell Tess that Lena said you guys were broken up? Yeah. Like, Shane, like, Bet, yeah. why wouldn't you just say that totally. Shane guessed, but whatever, fine. Totally. Also, Alice fought all of these reporters to get into Bet's home mm -hmm. and now is like, I'm mad. And instead of going upstairs into one of the many rooms in this yeah. mansion, she's like, I'm going to fight all of these reporters to go get back into a car that I don't think she even drove there. Yeah. So whatever. Fine. Bothers. She's going to walk home. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing a jumpsuit. She can do one it. One of her fine. girlfriends can pick her up. You're right. They, you know? That was one of the things they negotiated. It was like, <laughs> who has to pick Alice up when she has fr fights with her friends? Because it happens so frequently. Uh, um, so then we learn that Angie spent the night at Jordy's and we learned that she has her driver's test that day at the DMV and Shane offers to handle that Shane's there Shane's yeah, gonna take and her Shane's like comforting bed as Bet cries and talks about wanting to drop out and like and Shane's just I mean I've talked about this all the time Shane's just a really good friend yeah and is just like this does a really good job at like not like pushing like she knows when to like just sort of sit there and listen to her friends and like when what someone needs is just like an arm around them and not like questions yeah. or whatever so yeah. she's got a very good also um like your feelings are valid tone mm -hmm. she says to bet like you can drop out whenever you want. And mm -hmm. it's like, it was very, it was very kind, but also made me laugh a little bit because it's so like perfectly toned yeah. to the situation. Anyway. So then Bet goes out to tell the press that she's dropping out and she opens the door and who's and there? Tina! It Tina's is, here. It is Tina. Tina's here. Yeah. I shrieked. Laurel Holloman herself. Yeah. I, I had the fact that Tina was going to be on the show spoiled for me by East Coast viewers mm -hmm. um, who tweeted. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know how or when she would arrive. I just knew Same. that she was going to yeah. be in Los it, Angeles on yeah. this evening. Yeah. Um, and I shrieked. Yeah. <laughs> still. Yeah. I said this when we were watching together because this is a very special episode where we watched together. Mm -hmm. The cut of Bet opening the door. It was like a jump scare. Like it was oh, like yeah. horror. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, now Tina's here. Do you know, can I share something that I realized about Laura Holland? I wish you would. Yesterday that I don't know how I didn't know this until sure. now. But Is this about the paintings? No, oh. no. I knew that she was painting in <laughs> Paris. No, that she plays Dirk Diggler's girlfriend at the beginning of Boogie Nights, which I somehow, Reese just shouted yes. But okay, so I guess, I mean, I haven't seen Boogie Nights in years and years and years. I don't years, think I've ever so seen Boogie Nights. It's, well, I haven't seen it in years and years and years, but I liked it a lot when sure. I, back in the day. Um, and so, like, I just didn't, like, I don't know why, I just, I mean, I didn't, I hadn't seen The L Word when, when I last watched Boogie Nights, and it's just, I don't know, it blew my mind. I watched the clip, I, I went on, it was, like, on an internet, you know, down a rabbit sure. hole, whatever, and then discovered this and was truly amazed. So, I don't know, that maybe everyone knows this, um, but I didn't. I Well, I didn't because I haven't seen the movie. I also want to say that I had this um, episode slight spoiled for me a couple of months ago when my Instagram Explore page is a lot of like L word memes and screen caps and sure. fan sites and stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't judge. It's fine. And someone like in a comment or in a post or something was like, weird that Laurel Hallman was credited on this season of Gen Q for two episodes and now she's not. And I was like, 
what could that mean? And so then mm. when someone, I was like, oh, they tried to keep it a secret. And that's why we didn't get screeners and we had to watch it together. Anyway, Tina's here and now we cut to credits. Yep. And then we go to Tess waking up on top of Finley. In Dana's den of sin. Yep. And Finley has rainbow underwear. This couch is only there for like people to fuck on. I like so. why, why is this couch in the back of this bar? Also, this bar is massive. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think it was Daniel Ortberg was tweeting about um, Gen Q and was like, Finley, the character of Finley looks like someone who wears Tomboy X all the time and it makes me irrationally angry. <laughs> and these like rainbow striped underwear, I was like, that is exactly what Daniel Ortberg has been talking That's about so since these like episodes have aired. Um, and Shane was headed to the bar after Bet's. She walks in on them. Yeah. Well, also Tess gets a text from her sponsor, oh, Carol. Carol. Reese's dog is now in it's, AA it's and a sponsor, <laughs> a very successful sponsor. Carol honestly fell down on the job a little bit on this one. Not every, like humans are humans, but like yeah. it, the the timing is bad. That's all I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then Shane walks in and is very judgy. Instantly judgy. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Shane. She had sex on one of those desks. Yeah, like, with with. Tess's girlfriend, yeah. like, like, oh, maybe, I mean, obviously, like, everyone, like, I'm not going to say that it's, like, Shane's fault that Tess relapsed. It's not even necessarily, like, uh, literally just forgot her name. Uh, Lena, we can't even make Tina Lena jokes now because Tina's, Tina's here, here, so it's confusing. So, like, I'm not going to even say that it's Lena's fault, but it certainly didn't help. It certainly caused a little right. bit of spiraling. Yeah. And so it's, like, how dare you be, like, so judgy of Also, like, Tess. even that aside... Shane says, you know, this is a fireable offense. And I don't know what part she means, but like anything she could mean, Shane has herself done. Oh, yeah. So like fire yourself from Dana's yeah. Shane. How about that? That made um, me mad. Anyway, yeah. She does like soften yes. when she realizes sort of the extent of the mess that's happening here, which is yeah. like she asked Tess if she's sober and yeah. Tess is like, well, I was. And Shane is sort of like, okay, you know okay. what? Just clean this up. I have to leave. She drove to Dana's from Bet's, again, going through the scrum of reporters, can't mm -hmm. forget about them, to walk in the door, see Tess, and walk back out. Okay. She uh, had nothing to do at the bar. She just had to, touch, she'd had to touch the back wall and <laughs> pop out. Did you guys have the buckle challenge in high school? Maybe that's the a Midwest thing. Challenge? Do you know what the buckle is? No. It's a clothing store. Mm -hmm. It sells um, like overly flashy jeans. It's like it was pretty popular when I was in high school mm -hmm. and the buckle challenge was like you would go to the shopping center, the outdoor shopping center that we had that the buckle was in mm -hmm. and you would try to walk from the front door to the back of the store, touch the wall and get back out without anyone, any employee from the buckle saying anything to you because they were like notoriously aggro <laughs> in being like, can I help you find anything? Do you need anything? Like how about these jeans? We actually just got these jeans in. They like did a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and if you could get to the back and out, you would win. Anyway, Shane is doing the Dana's That's challenge, which is if you can get to the back wall and out without seeing any of your <laughs> friends naked or having just fucked, you I, win. Wait, so I, is this you, you you brought this up as if you like really thought that this was like a universal thing i guess i didn't but it was universal <laughs> not just to my high school oh, like okay. other people okay. in my like school district it wasn't like, like your group of friends starting you're no, like did this yeah, spread to no, california no, no, it wasn't like me and my like four <laughs> friends in high school like other people i learned about it from other people Got it. and actually now like it maybe just was an urban legend like maybe no one actually really did it we just all talked about it you never did it. it you never tried no oh. i've been in the buckle before but i yeah i don't think i ever actually did it life is long. You should. Is the buckle still around? They might have folded. Honestly, no. sad. Um, we're back at bets, right? Yeah. 
sorry, I got lost in the memories of being in high school and walking around an outdoor shopping center. Speaking of high school, Bet and Tina are talking about Jordy and Angie. Mm-hmm. And Bet says that Jordy makes her nervous. And Tina, you know, at first I was like, do we really need Tina back on the show? But then Tina's defending Jordy, and I was a little bit like, okay, you yeah. can you can stay for now. I was surprised that Bet wasn't a little more offended that Tina seems to know more mm-hmm. about Jordy mm-hmm. and Angie than mm-hmm. Bet does. I mean, I get maybe Bet's like, I'm doing this many oral things, so I haven't had time to check yeah. in with my kid a ton about this. But like, Tina knows that they haven't even kissed yet because yeah. Bet wants to know if they've had sex, which is aggro. And so, yeah, they like are. It, it, I thought it was weird that Bet wasn't like, yeah. oh, she told you. But yeah. great. And then I had hope that maybe these two were like on a healthy path. And we later learned that that's not true. So, yeah. Um, then Tina asked Bet to tell her the thing that we all just watched was his yeah. Bet pushing this man down the stairs. And Tina hasn't seen this. Um, then the scene ends with Tina taking a call from who I think we can assume is her girlfriend. Yeah, she's like, it's really not a good time. I have to go. She's yeah. like very secretive about it. Um, I guess maybe Tina has a boyfriend. That's oh. something we should maybe consider. Well, yeah, that's possible. Maybe she reconciled with Henry who clips his toenails <laughs> on, the, on the living room furniture. I don't know. Um, okay. And then we go to... Shay, Gen Q. Mm-hmm. And Finley refuses to say the word sandwich. No, yeah, she can only she, say sando. She says sando and fudging, and it <laughs> it's like the pathways in her brain have been rewritten. Like, I thought it was just like, haha, sometimes I say this, but no, that no. she genuinely thinks sandwiches are called sandos. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, Sophie's upset about Danny. And she's like aggressively making a sando yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Like aggressively. Yeah, like throwing turkey on bread. Slapping down yeah. meat. There's no reason <laughs> for it. That's um, what I do when I'm angry. I just really aggressively make lunch. Just, yeah, throwing condiments on mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. sandwich. Um, yeah, Sophie's mad that Danny's still not, like, speaking to her. Yeah. This, I, we've talked about this. I'm exhausted by this same. plot. They just, like, they they don't communicate in the same way, and I feel like yeah. either they should be better about it or they should not be yeah. together. Honestly, That's- the best part about this scene is Finley saying that her mom is hot. Um, which Finley's got some stuff about hot mom. Yeah, she like okay. wanted to know if Tessa's mom was hot. She's well, like, my mom is hot. Did you think of it over of like who I you come would? Up with anyone. Who, okay, so I've come up with a few people, and also we've gotten a few people who have reached out to us okay. of who you think should play Tessa's mom. And now one of these people could also play Finley's mom. There's so many hot moms that we can meet someday. I get the sense though that Finley's mom is a hot mom in like a very cold, yes. like pearls kind of way. Mm. You know, like um. I'm not going to think of a good example, but like, you know, like very print, like um, any of the Desperate Housewives, mm-hmm. uh, Marsha Cross and the Desperate Housewives, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, some of the people who you suggested for Tess's mom were Jillian Anderson, Barbara Streisand, Gina Davis, Mary so Louise hot. Parker, Juliette Binoche. It's a, it's a good list of people. And then someone, and this was one of the people who I had was thinking of this week was Sharon Stone. I see that. Don't you we see should that? Be, we should be in the casting office for this yeah, show. Yeah, I think, I think they should just Sharon hand Stone's us the show. <laughs> That's really all that happens here, right? Sophie's mad at Danny still. <laughs> Finley and Finley and Sophie are bonding. Yeah. Finley says she's going to go for a nip dip, which yeah. is horrible. <laughs> um, I'm mad that I'm charmed by her. It's okay. I'm not it's so like simple and dull. I want to, I want to be now that she's more evolved. Now that she's had sex with, Yes, You're on I'm board. Also yeah, on board. sure. Yeah, it's really, it's really that easy. We go to Pierce and Danny arguing about uh, Danny not 
telling Pierce about Felicity. I just like everyone cares about this affair so much. They really I do. just like feel I feel like they're not this is like the same thing as the Daniels type of thing. I feel like they're not arguing about the thing they should be arguing about. Mm-hmm. They should be arguing about is Bet's strategy of saying that this man tried to assault her and her daughter. Like yeah. that is what the focus should be. And instead they're like, well, it matters how recently she slept with this woman. It's like, no, no, Felicity <laughs> Adams, American girl doll literally doesn't matter here. Like yeah. they're all grown ass adults. The thing that matters here is that a man has come and like, yes. and is like still making scenes. Yes. Like that's what matters. Yes. I will say that I did like this scene because I did like that it gave Pierre, it gave, it gave yeah. Brian Michael Smith like a chance to like, I don't know, show his, yes. his acting talents. Yeah. And he's and really like, good. And, and he... I liked the way that they, cause the thing is, is that like, because I mean, we know that he's trans because I mean, we know the actor and we also like are people who care about television and are like looking at casting notices and whatever, whatever. But like the casual L word viewer may not have known right. that he was trans this whole time. So like, I think they did a good job at like his character because of his role as like Beth's like campaign manager or scheduler or whatever. They decided. Staff, we have not yeah. decided. Um, but like that it, you know, his transness wouldn't come up, you know? Right. And I like the way that it came up in the context of him being like, like I have a personal connection to the idea of having like a queer black mayor yeah like that means a lot to me and right. that pave, could pave the way for me and, and i believe she's out her. here fucking it yeah, up and she's she yeah. and he's like disillusioned and then god danny has such a boner for bet well, in this conversation well, yeah, <laughs> is that what like, you're about to say yeah well so when he because so yeah because like then danny's like like bet special like you know whatever she inspires me yeah. every day she's like truly like tearing up like yeah it's a lot then pierce says like wow she's really gotten to you is he implying that like sh- that danny's in love with Beth? i think so because he also said oh i get it it's more for you or yeah. something like it's something else for you mm-hmm. and it's just like they, as we've talked about i can't remember if on this pod or as mm-hmm. friends out in the world but like they don't have that actually like Bet and Danny. Like, like the thing. they stand close to each other yeah. a lot and they kind of yell in each other's faces, but like there yeah. isn't really a basis for this except mm-hmm. for Pierce being like, and later Sophie being like, So, do you guys, are you? I Maybe? agree with you, but I will say that's something I do like about Chen Q, and uh, we'll see this later with like Finley and Sophie, that it captures this like queer quality. Okay, I'm about to tell on myself a lot here, but um, <laughs> what else is new? Um, I think like, I don't know. I think like in queer community, especially among people who are maybe a little bit of a mess, um, that like it, it's sort of sometimes it can feel like it's sort of always on the table or like yeah, people right. or like people who have bad boundaries, I should say. And all these characters do. Um, most of them at least. And so like I think the fact that it always feels like literally anybody could have sex with anybody, that strikes me as very realistic. Okay. And fine. You know, like sometimes you're just like that was an interesting plot twist in the life in of my, being queer. In my actual yeah. real life. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sure. Fine. Um, um, anyway, after yeah. Pierce is like, so you really want to bone bet? <laughs> he's like, I'm off to change the world. So yeah. well, he's going to go be a superhero yeah. somewhere. Um, I've watched that spin off. Honestly? Yeah. <laughs> so at the DMV, Kiara wearing just a bra and a blazer. Mm-hmm. She and Gigi swapped outfits after the <laughs> party at Dana's, I guess. I have no problem with 
the hottest members of the Gen Q cast continuing to so wear bras wear and shirts. blazers. I just feel like I don't see that out in the world in LA as often as this show is trying to. I see I, it I see out it. in bars. Honestly, one of my roommates regularly does Shirt that look. Jacket. All right. Yeah. Um, bra and jacket. Anyway, she gets recognized because she's a musician. Yeah. And then that's kind of yeah. it. Yeah. And there. then Angie passes. And then Angie passes. Yeah. She comes out and she does kind of a fake out. I really actually thought she might have failed. And I was like, this oh, is going to be sad. But of course, no, really obviously happy. not. Um, Shane tells her that this means she gets to drive wherever she wants. And <laughs> obviously, get in, bitches. We're going to Jordy's. <laughs> like, obviously, there's no question that that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, anyway. But first. But first. Alice is talking to her girlfriends about that. And yeah, the thruple has assembled yeah. in a very public place. Yeah. They have a home that they could be in. Well, wait, but they don't have to. Well, I guess we'll, well, we'll deal with here's this. Here's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, so like, and Alice is being like, I'm not gossipy. I think and... to that restaurant oh. and I have to think of what it's called. Anyway. Um, And then the, <laughs> okay. So then the waitress is like, oh, I feel homesick. Like, I wish my best friends lived here. Because, okay, the, the scene picture on this is insane. Alice is sitting in the middle and Nat and Gigi are sitting to either side of her and both of them have their hand on the back of her neck, like tenderly, <laughs> like they've stroked her face and then their hand is on the back of her neck. Mm -hmm. And the woman is like, oh, friendship. And I, it was just a very funny. Well, yeah, because then like, and, and Gigi's like, they're not, we're not friends. And like, which it's going to be a whole thing later of them like having a conversation about that. But I liked it just from a perspective of like how, like, even if it what they're not a thruple, like, why are you assuming that three, these three women who are being very like, like, you're not even assuming. Also, didn't she say something about Alice's show? So she knows that, she Alice, knows is that queer. Alice is gay. So like, and presumably like if she loves Alice's show, she knows about Nat, like it doesn't make sense. whatever, but also like, cause that's a thing. I mean, it's a thing in like all the time where like straight women are like, Oh, friendship. And you're like, no, those soccer players are fucking. Also, we're like literally holding hands or sitting yeah. in each other's laps. Like we're yeah. not friends, but yeah. thank you. So I was glad that Gigi said that. I was too. And also I want to say that Gigi's hair looks incredible here and good for her. Yeah. She's got like so much volume mm -hmm. in it this time around. Great. Honestly, Thrupple's been is good for Gigi. I love the mantle of like who's most excited about the Thrupple <laughs> switching, never touching that. But Gigi yeah. and Alice are like mm -hmm. chomping at the bit to yeah. tell people. Yeah. Anyway, back at Bet's. Tina's like, oh my God, I love that piece of art. It's new. And it's like, when was the last time you were in this fucking house? Of course, Bet has new art. She's <laughs> Bet. What? It's, it's ridiculous. Okay, so <laughs> Tina tells Bet that she's never been good at making space for others like that she's like glad that she's done in that the for the context of their child. Well, yeah. Sorry, not to cut you off. No, 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 but it's just I like, so Tina flew across the country, presumably to, like, comfort Bet, and instead she's, like, getting into argument, like, ex-arguments. Honestly, like, fuck like, you. How long have they been divorced? Like, it, we're not doing this. Yeah, like, has don't, it been a year? I don't know, but, like, don't do this. Like, yeah. don't fly back to your ex's home where yeah. your daughter lives because your daughter has asked you to come comfort her yeah. other mother and then be like, you never made space for me and I shrunk myself. It's like, Bro, you have a whole ass relationship somewhere else. Why are we doing this? Like, Bet has yeah. a whole ass. The reason you're here is because Bet's affair has gone yeah. poorly. Like, why are we rehashing? I was mad. I was mad too. And Bet says, like, Bet's basically like, I've always been clear about my wants, and I'm not going to apologize for that. And good for her. Good for Bet. I love Bet so um, much. She also gets a, she tries to get a real quick Bet Porter mic drop in, which is like when she's like, look around. I'm wrong all the fucking time. <laughs> and then Tina's like, Okay, but another thing, which is like, damn it. Yeah. I was like relating to and appreciating that in this scene. 
on that. It was good. Um, we find out that Tina did not go to Kit's funeral, which is like wow. Yeah, we've done the math on this, and it, presuming that Kit passed away in the last year ish, mm-hmm. Tina would have known Kit for twenty two years. Like she's known Kit for a long time, and also like not only is Kit Bet's sister, like Kit is Angie's aunt like there's she wasn't there for her daughter yeah like there's a whole thing going on here anyway tina's like i couldn't go because like it would have been confusing we had just gotten divorced and bet's like you needed that like whatever they're having more arguments about space all of them are like concerned about space in a way that no one's been concerned about space (laughs) since like high school science class like it is so crazy whatever finley's swimming topless can i don't feel like you can do that in an apartment pool. Well, I mean, you I mean, they can live in the do it. they live in the gayest apartment <laughs> complex of all time. I guess. Well, but no, I feel can. like it is it, at some places is like you must be in like most oh, apartment no, no. pools. I are mean, like rule wise, I'm. Oh, saying. you mean physically? You can take your <laughs> yeah. off anywhere. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sophie's trying to get Finley to talk about what happened last night, and Finley is sort of evading as yeah. she is very good at. She's evading while lapping pool water into her mouth, and I really can't let that go without <laughs> discussion because I don't understand. And if do people do this? I like, don't do she's that. like gulping in yeah, it's pool water and then kind of just like not even like spitting it into fountains, which I might be like, oh, haha, that's kind of fun. Yeah. She's just like letting it dribble back out of her mouth. She's like, blah, like, yeah, it's bizarre. Okay. Anyway, the scene, the scene ends with Sophie being like, we're going out for a bro night. Yes. Like you, because because Finley's saying she misses Rebecca. So Sophie's she like Rebecca and she's worried she might be broken forever and like yeah. can't be with someone, which is. Yeah a fine reaction to being broken up with someone, but like also they're children. What uh, are they going to be? Yeah. Child but like, but I mean, Finley is, I mean, I'm not, Finley's not broken, but Finley certainly has some issues. No, Finley for sure has some <laughs> stuff to work out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just like, she is, she's gone seven steps down instead of sure. just starting at the first sure. one, which is like, Oh, maybe I fucked this up and maybe I should think about how I fucked this up. Yeah. But you know, like queer women can have, little of self-loathing as a treat you know as a treat um Uh, they're gonna go out on a bro night i'm sure it's gonna end well oh man this scene i'm so obsessed i think i don't know how there's two episodes left of gen q but i don't know like like threesome test finley sex scene and now this adorable i think gen q has peaked yeah we're getting yeah we're getting all the the things um checked off and well so first it starts with this long moment of Angie asking Shane and Kiara, like how, you know, if, how do you know if you love someone? And then Kiara tells a story. These these two like old lesbians are like, let us tell you the entire story of the first time we met. It's like a 10 minute. I mean, it's not obviously because it's TV, but it's like a 10 minute long story. And it's like this gal, Angie is 16. She just needs someone to be like, Oh, you know it's love when you feel the way you do right yeah, now. Or like yeah. you know it's love when your stomach blah blah blah. Yeah. Instead they're like, let me tell you about the time we were in Paris. It's like, okay. It's a very goofy scene, but I honestly was sort of here for it. They're cute, and we cute. do need yeah. some more like Shane and Kiara like yeah. story, so I feel yeah. fine about it. But I was just like, imagine being a 16-year-old asking Shane this. Yeah. Like no, it's wanting very an- silly. But they encourage her to tell Jordy. So they've been like sitting in front of Jordy's house. And so yeah, they are like camped outside Jordy's house. Also Shane uses her one and only (laughs) pump up line edited for this occasion to tell Angie that she is Angie Porter fucking canard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
she's got to expand that repertoire. <laughs> People are always calling on her to pump them up. Yeah, she's got to she's got to get some, add some more some new bits. Yeah. Um. So like so Jordy answers the door. It's just it's so it's so Jordy cute. answers the door in like some Ariana Grande cosplay. <laughs> also, she's in like a massive t-shirt and like a very high ponytail. Mm. She's like inside making TikToks to Ariana Grande <laughs> songs or something. I don't know what teens do. I, I don't know how TikTok exa- works. I think that is exactly what teens do. And and so and she's like, did you forget something? And she's like, no. And then they they're like, it's yeah. Angie doesn't give any reason immediately no. for being there. She's just like, hey. Yeah. And Jordy's like, well, you were just here. <laughs> yeah, What's you up? The night. <laughs> like. Also, just imagine that night of Angie being like, I'm just so in love. I need to maybe I'm going to tell her soon. Yeah, this is an interesting experience because I didn't have I wasn't gay in high school. Like I never had like a young friend crush. I was busy convincing myself like I was busy choosing one boy every year to be obsessed with and then like dating that boy until Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm, no, Um, I definitely had it just was but it was complicated for me because but like I had, it's like it's like I had like the very classic like teenage lesbian experience. But I was a guy, and so I was like, it was it was like through this skewed lens. But I was like constantly falling in love with friends and just having like being like, yeah. I was um, a real big fall in love with my camp counselors kind of gal. Mm, that was really oh. some stuff for me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, not enough about us. <laughs> Let's talk about Angie. Angie is like so so cute in this. She does yeah. this near perfectly i will say that drew and i both were like no when she tells Jordan. so she starts by saying like i, like I think that. i like you yeah. i like i like like you and she does that thing and that's cute and then she's yeah. like like i think i maybe love you and we were like no. <laughs> abort mission that's not what you wanted to say um and she's like and i just wondered if if maybe you do too yeah. um and jordy is like yeah yeah i do like you and also maybe love you so these these gals are off to a good start of being lesbians good for them and then there's just this like moment of like so what's next and then they kiss they kiss and then shane claps from the car shane and kiara very uncool ruin it shane has moved to the back seat to snuggle (laughs) kiara because there is nothing that gets kiara hornier than watching (laughs) shane talk to angie even a little bit like she is so into it and then anyway shane says like I'm I'm let's do it like I'm here oh, to forgot. be that's not even in my notes I oh, forgot wow. about that yeah, she, she like is like let's let's do this like let's raise a kid oh because Kiara says midway through too yeah. in another stunning example of her calling Shane on her bullshit she says like I know you're scared but all I want is what you're doing right now with yeah. Angie like that's yeah. that's the thing I want to do overall great moment love all the love everyone's everyone's in love it's great also there's like these two multiracial couples in this scene and like these two black women. Like, I don't know. This is just like a cool, cool little. Anyway. I'm so, so excited for Jordy and Angie to be dating. Yeah. So I want to see them like go on a date. Where will they go? I want to, I want them to go mini golf. Well, and now Angie can drive. Yeah. They can go anywhere. Oh my gosh. How exciting. Um, Being a teen. In another car across town. (laughs) We're having less fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Gigi's driving. Nat is in the backseat and Alice is passenger. Mm-hmm. And they are arguing about Gigi having told the waitress. Yeah. And Gigi makes a really good point of being like, I don't want to be in the closet again. Yeah. Like, I'm, we're fine. We're adults and we can do this. And <laughs> Nat is like, it's a walk-in closet with <laughs> room for three adults. You're fine. So Stephanie Allen, as you know, I'm number one Stephanie Allen stand, yes. And she's, great in this episode like the dry sort of sardonic thing that she does so well is perfectly used here yeah um 
anyway, they're yeah, they're arguing about like when they want to tell people yeah. and like and Alice, I think, is like sort of in the middle and being like, well, let's take steps. Like maybe let's not like tell every waitress right now, <laughs> but like we should probably talk about taking steps to. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's hard in these scenes and I'm sure will become something to deal with later is like Alice seems the most OK with this whole thing, mm-hmm. but she's the one with the least mm-hmm. mess tied mm-hmm. up into it. Like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's dating Nat, and if Nat and Gigi, like, things went awry there, like, that could, like, mess up either her and Nat's relationship or, like, she wouldn't get the chance to have sex with Gigi again, and that would be really sad for her and for us. But, like, Nat and Gigi have baggage and stuff, and, like, that, I think, is what's coming through here. But it's funny because, well, we'll get into this more later, but, like, everyone is, like, hinged on Alice for some reason. Like, everyone is, like, how's Alice feeling? Or, like, I'm going to – and it's, like, okay – She's fine. Yeah, she Alice actually is, is so chill with this. So fine. It's fine. Yeah. Also, Nat is like, I said we wouldn't tell anyone until we tell the kids, and we're never telling the kids, yeah. <laughs> which is a horrible standard, but very funny. Also, the kids already know because a obviously, yeah. b these gays are not subtle. No. They're like going places together. Gigi apparently is like sleeping in their bed. Yeah. Like, your kids aren't infants. They're like ten and eight. They have yeah. thoughts. Like, totally. whatever. Yeah. I always worry about the children <laughs> at Dana's den of sin, which mm-hmm. is now like party mode. Mm-hmm. All Sophie can say about Danny is that she's mean and hot. Yeah. I just, they're okay. engaged. Yeah. Like the way she talks about her is the way, like you might talk about someone who you're like, you've like had sex with three times or like, yeah, the, you've gone on like a, like you've been like seeing for like a month yeah, and you're, you're like, not oh, quite like sure if they actually really like, mean, yeah. but she is hot. Like, like you're not sure if they like yeah. you and your friends are like, Wow, this almost got real personal also, on me. Why are they drinking at Dana's? Like t- Tess is right Tess there. Tess is the bartender there. Also, like, Finley's wearing overalls and they're cute. I like it. This is a horrible <laughs> outfit, Drew, and I need you to accept that into your soul oh, and your heart. Oh, it's explicitly horrible, <laughs> and I like. And it you're a lot. into that. Yeah, okay, fine. Really um, meanwhile, I'm like Tess. To me, in this scene, is the hottest she's ever been. Yeah. Um, there's. We'll get to that. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves, but yeah, Sophie is like oh man, my girlfriend is so mean and so hot. And it's like, you guys are engaged to be wed. Like, that's all you have? That's yeah. your thing? Anyway. She also brings up, like, she's like a little bit jealous of Bet, mm-hmm. which is, again, like, it's interesting. Um, yeah. But if, if the thing about the L word is if you just write it, it, it is now true. Yep. So, um, uh, and she says something about like, is it now that she's like, she also doesn't call me pretty anymore. Like, yeah. there's some other underlying yeah. stuff going yeah. on. Um, Finley gets up to go talk to Tess at Sophie's yeah. prodding. Yeah. And what was Finley's plan? I mean, we know that our girl Finley doesn't ever have a plan. Yeah, She's still like riding a stolen bike around, yeah. but like, and her car is somewhere, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like Sophie is like, you should go talk to Tess because yeah. Tess wants to talk to you. Like you guys yeah. just hooked up Yeah, and they have the best conversation. I'm like, so team Tess in this. Tess yeah. is like, don't make this weird. Yeah. And, Finley's stuttering through it and Tess is like the only reason to fuck your friends is that it's not weird later so like don't make it weird yeah she also says it's not gonna happen again which yeah. is sad for all of us watching at home that's okay I think it's probably for the best it's it is like a really great cute interaction but then it's revealed that Tess part of the reason why the, yeah that like I mean honestly it's I think it actually is making an interesting point because when I first was watching this an hour ago um like I were we ever so young uh, I like was like oh like it sucks because like Tess can be so like 
fun and like have this great conversation because she's drinking again. But that's not true. When we meet Tess and she's sober, she's like very good at being flirty and fun. And honestly, yeah. like, I don't know. I think it's just it. it's I think it's making like an interesting point of being like, yeah, like Tess is really fun. And now that she's drinking and she's like drunk Tess, she is fun, but she was always really fun. Right. Like we never saw a boring Tess no. when she was sober. Like we met a fun Tess yeah. and she had been sober for two yeah. years. So like Honestly, some of this is just single it. Tess. Like that's yeah. the biggest, the biggest change. Is like, that she's not in a relationship with a person who doesn't seem to like, like her, her very yeah. much. So, I mean, I'm sure that the show's going to work towards a place yeah. of her being sober again, but I know Tess, great work. Oh, no, I take it back, which was about, about her talking yeah. to Finley and then about her pouring herself a drink. Yeah. Shane is at Dana's and tells Finley that Kiara's moving in. And unfortunately, that's going to take up all the rooms in Shane's mansion. So Finley must move out. Um, I think some of this probably is connected to like her fucking test. For sure. Like she's like become she's kind of like she's like Finley mess. is a ticking time. Bomb. We got to like cut her loose. Yeah. yeah. It is really, truly only a matter of time before Finley starts sleeping on the sex couch in the back, though, right? Like, where else does she have to go? Yeah. Oh, Sophie says, yeah. great, now you can live with me. Does she mean <laughs> at the Gen Q house? I guess so. Okay, if she means at the Gen Q house, why hasn't this been offered before? Well, because I don't think it's a real suggestion or sure. like in the sense of like, well, also, I would assume, I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think uh, Sophie and Danny are ever getting married, but theoretically they're getting married. And if they were to get married, wouldn't they want to like have their own place? Like they both have pretty good jobs. Like right. they don't need roommates. Yeah. But I don't know. Also, what is the structure of their home? Is it a two bedroom? They have stairs. Yeah, there's probably there's probably a couple of bedrooms, and if there are a few more bedrooms, weird that Finley doesn't do live we, there. Do we know how Danny and Sophie met at Akbar? Oh right, oh right, <laughs> we do. Yes, right. I also really love the casual intimacy of Sophie and Finley, like draped on each other in yeah. the bar. Like I, that is really instantly recognizable yeah. to me as like best friend stuff, and I yeah. thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um. I mean, okay, so then closer by Tegan and Sarah plays then they're they freak out as yeah. one does why wouldn't you and then they get up and they're dancing and so it's interesting because i agree that it is like really nice to watch them be intimate in that way as friends but also there's like a moment where they're yeah it's not great well i think sort of what i was saying before where it's just like well when you're sad and your friend is sad and you go out drinking you might hook up maybe but they like they catch themselves like they don't kiss even though they almost do, but yeah. it doesn't and, happen. And Sophie is like, oh boy, I'm drunk. So I also like think Finley is, it, it's interesting because I think, I think Finley is the reason why they don't hook up in this episode. I think Finley's the one who like is sort of having a little bit. Yeah, it, later she tosses yeah. that like man at the end of her sentence. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in the bike scene, but like, yeah, yeah it was a very like, bro. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. a, you can't see what I'm doing with yeah. my hand here, but I'm pushing away. Like, yeah. Finley's sort of like drawing yeah. that line. But I also think Sophie like knows that it yeah, would have totally. been a mess. Oh yeah. It doesn't mean she wouldn't have done it. Like you said, like and that boundary. There are two more episodes. It doesn't mean fluid. it doesn't mean that it won't happen still. Um, but they didn't. Okay. No. So then Angie, we're at Bats and Angie's showing uh Tina her license. And this is a fucking sad scene. It's also like all these adults are like processing their shit through Angie today. Like, yeah. I don't know, being like, like Tina's like, you know how you're figuring out your whole life? Like, and Angie's like, sure, I guess I'm 16 and my mom is asking me a question. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre well, to me. I just, I didn't like it. They're like, Tina's basically like, 
you know how I had to run away to be a full human adult person, Angie? And Angie's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like really leading and weird. She's 16. I know. I mean, I, I guess, I don't know if you mean that you didn't like the scene because you didn't like it like artistically, like writing wise, or if you didn't like it because it's sad. Like what, because I, I just, liked, like, I don't know. I think it's really interesting, this idea of like, I mean, I think <laughs> Tina's in the wrong, but the idea that she's like, I mean, I think this is common with queer people of being like, of not having the opportunity to to learn about yourself, to learn how to be an adult at the age is that you're supposed to be doing that. And then you like wake up and are in your mid twenties or in your mid thirties or in your mid forties or whatever. Like, and you like realize that you, everything just, there's like a, I mean, it's like a classic, like delayed maturity in queer people. Um, but, but the fact that like, so like I get what Tina is saying, but it also feels like when you have a child, like you, you, you you make you're making a sacrifice and a promise like like that like yeah is it easier for tina to like find herself or whatever like far far away from bet sure could she still have done that in the same city not with i mean i'm not saying that she right. should have stayed with bet i'm just saying that like she is literally saying to her daughter like I can't see you. And Angie's like, I just really miss you well, like all the time. So this is what yeah. I don't like. It's not real. I mean, I guess it is that it's sad, but it just is that it feels, this is so silly to be acting as though Tina is a real human person in the real human world. But like Tina is being inappropriate with her 16 year old yes. daughter. Like Tina is processing her trauma. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this tweet around Christmas. I see a lot of tweets because I'm very on Twitter. Um, Same. But it was like, the holidays are just about like, it's like the holidays are all fun and games until your mom says the saddest fucking thing you've ever heard at the kitchen table. And like, that is what Tina's doing this yeah. whole conversation. Like yeah. Tina's like, let me tell you about the deep sadness of my life. Yeah. Which then she's like, I want to, like, do, wait, she do says, all moms not do, is this not normal? No, I mean, my mom also has done this. I'm yeah. just saying like, yeah. I'm 26. Right. Like my mom and I had a conversation when I was home this most recent yeah. time about stuff like this. But like, we're both adults. Like yeah. this is a 16 year old child being like, mom, how come you don't live here anymore? Why don't, why don't you just stay? Like, why do you have to leave? And Tina says, I want you to have two whole parents. And if I were here, I'd be half of a parent. And it's like, no process that shit with your therapist, well, not with Angie. Well, And also like, obviously you want to be well adjusted as a parent when your children are adults, but your children need you most when they're, 16 and not when they're right. 26 so like i don't know it's i mean it's i don't it's just it's just fucking sad yeah. i mean i honestly it it felt like a realistic thing that tina would say it and did, tina would and do and i was and, mad yeah and i and i tina came here just to be like i'm tina, tina and i'm traumatized <laughs> and all of you are to blame and then yeah. I, whatever yeah. it's fine um but then angie tells tina that she kissed jordy and and then tina says your really first sweet. kiss so I just, and like Tina is a good, that I don't, yeah, I don't want to be like, Tina's a bad mom and everyone's a bad, but like, no. it's just a weird boundary here. Yeah. But then like it switches so instantly to like Angie being like, okay, can I tell you something? Well, I have a secret. And that is yeah. really sweet and fun. And I mean, I think one of the reasons why Angie talks to Tina more than Bet is because like Bet is her present parent. And so she's like a parent, whereas oh, Tina yeah. is Tina can like, be the cool mom, yeah. like the fun, yeah. far away mom. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, But also this means that the kiss that we saw was was Angie's first kiss, which really as someone who held out for a long time and had like a really 
great first kiss with my friend who I'd been in love with for literally two years. It wasn't quite as uh, uncomplicated and cute as it was in this. Um, That's a story for another day. But I was really happy that that was Angie's first kiss. My first kiss was in the hallway of a movie theater after having seen the Justin Long, Blake Lively star accepted. Wow. Seventh grade. A a great film. His name was Ellis Harden. (laughs) Did you like him? Yeah, we like we did the classic like dated often. I mean, we were in the seventh grade, so dating, (laughs) but like sixth grade through like eighth grade. And then we went to different high schools. Mm, And he also eighth grade. He started dating Leah Jones, who was first chair flute. And I was second chair flute. And it was no. Yeah. Fuck you, Leah. It's very funny that I can just conjure that. Like when's the last time I talked about Leah Jones? Never. I would be disappointed if you didn't remember. Here we are. I love a full name. (laughs) That's everyone that I went, yeah, everyone like, I that love, I went like, to middle and high school names. with, I'm like, I know your first and last oh, name yeah. and here it is. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Finley is driving Sophie back on her stolen bike. Yes. <laughs> and also like you can get a ticket for biking while under the influence, just so you know, like you're not, that's yeah, not do just because it's not a motor vehicle doesn't yeah. mean you like can do it. Yeah. You um, also shouldn't take, uh, beyond any of those like little scooters that are around I, uh, LA, on but, New Year's Day, I yeah. saw someone fall off a bird. Like, we had to call an ambulance. It was so scary. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be on those sober either. The thing is that I don't... I but would, yeah, drunk, no, definitely. The never. only time I've ever been on one of those, I was drunk. Because why would I, I ever get on one of those if I was I sober and making good choices? I to get on one. They are yeah. so terrifying to me. Oh, it's a nightmare. Um, um, and, but yeah. I, and that was confirmed. My roommates and I have been having this, like, silly argument where I'm like, I'm never going to ride a bird. And they're like, we ride them to... Like, they work super close to us. Yeah. And they're like, to where we live. And they'll be like, we ride them to work. I'm like cool good for you i'm never gonna ride one they're like i think you just ride one and then we yeah. watch someone fly over the handlebar handlebars of a bird and i was like okay so yeah. i'm never gonna ride one and they were like yeah we're done riding them. <laughs> it was very scary and i hope he's okay i hope so too so sophie's being like I, like everybody loves you and i love you and it's and it, the camera like lingers on her hands like around thinly and yeah and my note says oh god these two are hooking up tonight yeah i was certain I'm very relieved. And she says that seeing Finley is the best part of all of her, like every day. I'm not feeling so good about Sophie and Danny's future. I know. It's funny that this show in a mere six episodes turned us 180 yeah. from being like, we would die for them. We want only the best. And now we're like, um, Break actually, up. Break up. never mind. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I, I did. I liked the fact that this maybe they're going to hook up in a later episode, but I did like how this was set up and then nothing happened. Cause I also think that's very realistic I think so where too. there's like where you're sad and your friend's sad and you're drunk and you almost took up and like you, stuff is kind of tending that yeah. way, but then it's like, but you're smart. Just, there's yeah. like a, that little voice. Yeah. Um, Finley doesn't have that little voice very often. So no. I'm glad that, and this is the scene where she's like, I love you too, man. And yeah. it's like very final. It felt yeah. like, like mm-hmm. we're not doing that yeah. is how it felt to me. Totally. Back at Threesomes R Us, which is the combo of the Sex Dome and Kids R Us. Incredible. <laughs> um, Nat is so mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's, like, so mad and so mean. Mm-hmm. She basically kicks Gigi out, right? My notes get a little spotty y- Yeah, here. she's, like... Because I was more worried about Alice's emotional state, which yeah, I Yeah, she definitely, like... She, like, is, like, yeah, you should leave. And, and then Gigi kisses Alice and walks out. Which is, like, poor thruple form. We yeah. all know it. Like... It's not good. GG. Like, yeah. that was spiteful and mean. Um, anyway, fine, whatever. And I just, like, don't understand why everyone is arguing about how Alice might feel about this. Like, yeah. she is fine. She's very fine. Um, and so Nat and Alice are 
arguing or talking or whatever. And then they see that the kids wrote them all letters and drew a family portrait. And it's like, it's like a moment of I like, okay, the kids know. The kids know. <laughs> the family portrait is basically all three of these women holding hands. Yeah. Like, also, it's been like three days. Have they just been like having sex nonstop in their room? Like, why are the kids? I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see it. Um, the kids are like so tuned in to yeah. this, which is very silly. Yeah. Um, and also the kids have nothing nice to say about Alec Alice. They're like, thanks for filling the swear jar. Ha ha. And the other ones are like, mommy, I love cooking breakfast with yeah. you. Mommy, like, thanks for reading to me. They're like cute little kid notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the picture they drew is ugly. Yeah, they look like penises, as Alice says. But this, so the I've conversation. I've never seen of, a child draw a human body that way. Yeah, like, no, it's what, very, it was it, just for that joke. Yeah. Um. So then their talk, I mean, like Nat sort of says, like works through some of her feelings. It, Alice is like, I'm really doing okay. You don't have to worry about me. We're good. Which like, well, you're good now in threesome, but you weren't good. And then, <laughs> and then Nat calls Gigi to come back. So that's how yeah. it is. So it ends. Alice is like, do you think you should call yeah. her? And Gigi and Nat's like, sure. And and Alice is like, maybe don't be so mean. Whenever their conflicts end with no, the throuple's going to continue. I'm like, oh, thank God. Bless up. <laughs> yeah, I'm always a little worried. That but... might not be long for this world, Drew. I'm worried. I have hope. This is the the only thing I really care about is that yeah. they stay together. Um, I just I think it works so well. Yeah. I think the only reason to have them break up is for the conflict of TV, which is yeah. like fine. Uh, but what if you just let me watch them bone? Yeah. Sounds like good TV to me. I'm really sorry to any tail and back listener who doesn't like the verb bone as a substitute <laughs> for sex because I know I made fun of Finley earlier for saying sando and fudging, okay. but I just think bone is the funniest one. Go for it. And it's just what I, yeah, it's just what I always say about it. Like any, any, yeah. in any context you boned. I just say fuck a lot. Yeah, I don't really do that. What's next? What, yeah. are, what are we doing? <laughs> Dan- oh, Danny tells yeah. Bet that Tyler, who is Felicity Adams' husband's name, I guess, um, will not sue if Bet publicly apologizes. Yeah, and it's like, like, that's not happening. Bro, he's like, he has named Bet his public nemesis and he's not even keeping up with her, like, speaking engagements on yeah. Alice. Like, yeah. she's made it clear she's yeah. not going <laughs> to apologize, apologize, buddy. No. Like, okay. Um, and then Danny's, you know, Bet's like, I need to drop out. And Danny's like, or you could give the speech that only you can give. Yeah. Danny needs new, like, masturbation material and yeah. is like, please go out there and give a, inspirational speech so i can like is get off to is the show working towards something up because this episode it feels like it is yeah this was the episode where they were like okay we're pushing them together let's do it and i was like okay fine i guess bet comes outside in a robe yeah i feel like danny's number one job should have been like (laughs) okay if you're gonna go out there and make a speech the speech that i'm encouraging you to give yeah put on a dress shirt yeah she is does she have her wedding ring to Tina around her neck? I think that's what it is. is it, she thing? has a ring around her neck. I'm not, I've never been divorced before. Um, do you, have you been is, married? I have not. Um, <laughs> is it? Is this like a thing that happens when you're still in love with your ex that you like keep the really ring around a necklace? Because it's the this is the second person. Because Shane was doing that too. I feel like that's super weird. I feel like if I were married and then divorced and we're still holding a candle for my ex, I would put that little wedding ring in like a, a tin on my mm-hmm. nightstand and like look at it when I was sad and maybe yes. sometimes I'd take it out for drama and yes. turn it around in my hands. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd wear it every day. Yeah, that's a lot. Tina lives in New York that's, Tina, also, or wherever she also, lives. I don't know. Bet has had a whole other affair. Yeah. What <laughs> what becomes of the ring when Felicity takes Bet's clothes off? Like, where does it go? Yeah. How do you explain that? I don't know. It'd so, be different if Tina 
like everyone else in Beth's life had died. Yeah. Then like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Harbor, you know, hold Tina's soul in that, in the diamond on that ring. Sure. Fine. But so then Beth goes to talk to the press and she starts this speech that honestly, like, I expect a lot from a Bette Porter speech and this did not make the cut. This is like so meandering and so roundabout. And it's a shock that all of the reporters are like, yeah, we'll just sit here silently and wait for that. Like, I get that they're like trying to get their quote, but yeah. like, I feel like at least one person would be like, no, wait, what about the affair? Yeah, like, you this know, has like, nothing. Because hold on, hold on. speech is all about, is all about Kit and why she's running. And she talks about that. And also, as we've talked about before, Kit is famous. It makes no sense. It makes it okay okay also that okay. like D- bet and co were friends with kit porter famous musician yeah jenny Schechter, yeah probably famous like writer writer and, and director filmmaker. because she at the very least tabloid famous because yeah. she was dating nikki for a while yeah. like that was a whole scandal yeah. like the, at the very least people knew who she was yeah and dana famous tennis player and yet the only person that everyone knows about is Dana yeah. like no one knows that Bette Porter is related to Kit Porter who died of a heroin overdose it's, like it's, I just it, it is it's so confusing. actually stunning um while she's giving this speech we like we flash to like Bette in bed with Tina and Angie and Angie is like saying that she doesn't want her to drop out oh then, yeah well, we do a, we do a fun a classic L word Gen yeah, Q montage yeah. to make sure everyone's still alive yes. and fine and then we flash to Alice and Gigi and that and the kids there's too many fucking people together. in this bed, <laughs> a crowded bed. Uh, well when 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 it started with Nat and Alice spooning and I could see the edge of the bed I was like they have a big ass bed because three people can sleep in it comfortably so why are they on this edge and then it panned over and I was like children and then it panned even further and i was like gg um then drew wants to get through this montage so bad and i'm so mad about this one shot then we go to we go to danny walking in on finley and sophie like cuddling sleeping on the couch and like sophie opens her eyes and sees danny looks upset honestly i was like this was just confirmation that the night ended with them with clothes on and so that was exciting yeah um and, and it's cute. Like there's yeah. again, like the kind of casual, like yeah. my friend is sad, let's yeah. snuggle. Like sometimes I will go home to my roommate and be like, can I put my head in your lap, please? Yeah. Um, I was having a whole conversation with a friend of mine and my friend's girlfriend about like cuddling, about like platonic cuddling. Mm-hmm. And like my friend and I were both like, yeah, sometimes I, I wish... Like we were both like expressing that like we we wish that we could be more comfortable with it, but for some reason like always feel a little bit self conscious. And my friend's girlfriend was like, "Oh, I love cuddling my friends. Like I love that sort of physical intimacy." And I don't know. I do think a spoon is a little too intimate for mm-hmm. my like. Mm-hmm. I also love cuddling with my friends, and yeah. all of my friends. I have like a very sitcom group of friends where they're like there are six of them and one of me, so there are seven of us. Uh-huh. Um, and like with pretty much any of them, I would feel comfortable like sitting down on the couch, like putting my head in their lap or like, yeah. like, like curling up under their arm or whatever. But I don't think I would be like, let's spoon. Yeah. I would crawl into their bed and lie next to them. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I would say I agree with that. Like, yeah. Spooning feels a little spooning, snuggly to spooning, me. Spooning. Yeah. Spooning is like what we were discussing. Like, but like, butt to crotch is a little yeah. iffy to me, but, but you know, they seem, they, they seem, seem fine. fine. Um, and then we flash to, uh, to Shane telling Kiara she loves her. And Shane tries, or and Kiara tries to like do a callback to the story they told earlier, and it's like fine, whatever. Yeah. But they're cute and in love. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Um, Again, so, Finley could live in this home, but yeah. fine. Whatever. So Bet is staying in the race, and 
her speech literally has nothing to do with the situation at hand. But yeah, her speech is all about how she wants to like reform healthcare, which is like, yeah. okay, so be on like the LA. I'm sure LA has like, like city council has a board dedicated to healthcare. Like, go do that. Yeah. Like, I don't think mayor is what she wants to do, but, but fine. Okay. I'm happy. And it ends by being like, I can't let down my sister again. Yeah. I can't drop out. I'm mm-hmm. staying in. And then she turns on her heel. Did she put shoes on? We don't know. <laughs> turns on her heel to go sit in her robe inside yeah. where it belongs. And so then we go back to, so Sophia's gotten up and is like confronting Danny and being like, talk to me. And Danny's like, I don't want to talk to you. And also and, you're drunk. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. It's just like, yeah, I think at the beginning I was really team Sophie in this because I was like, it does suck when you have someone yeah. who you're like trying to reach out to and like they're shutting you out. But now I'm like, she's not handling that well. Like, you should know this about Danny. And also, like, she she just keeps approaching it. Danny even says, like, I hate this passive aggressive. Like, she keeps approaching it by being like, you must talk to me or else you're, like, yeah. being mean. And it's like, I feel like you could be like, hey, we still haven't talked about this thing. And it's, I mean, I realize that in this particular scene, it's not going to happen because she's drunk and, like, right. looking for a fight. And I recognize that gleam in her eye and I've been yeah. there and I get yeah. it like solidarity but it's just like I don't, I don't know I just think Sophie now to me is like pushing a little too hard for it to be super like easy to be on her side I'm kind of like you should this is something that like you should know about a partner and know how to adapt yourself a little bit to like yeah. try to meet in the middle somewhere it's funny. I feel a little bit the opposite in the sense that like I felt that way. About- Everyone get ready for Drew to talk <laughs> no, me into no, no, the no. other side. No, again. I like, I t- very much felt that in, cause I was feeling that way when they were in the car where I was like, where I was like, why are you, you know this about your partner? Why are you trying to talk about this right now? But now it's like, Danny's been, I mean, I know Danny just had a really rough day at work. They just, maybe they just shouldn't, maybe I don't disagree. I just think that they're a nightmare and I don't like watching them fight. It's not fun. Well, it's not a fun fight. It's not like juicy or sexy or anything. It's just like, yeah, it's sad that they just like don't get each other. Fundamentally, it seems like they don't understand each other. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, Also, I just thought about this because I was thinking like, uh, so we have, Micah's not in this episode. Oh, yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. I what just, the fuck are he and Jose doing? Again, like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's been frustrating that I, I think Danny and Sophie and Micah have gotten the least to do or like the, like haven't. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like. It does suck. I think they've like hit a better groove in the past couple of episodes, but that is a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so funny because the, the, the second season hasn't even been announced yet, but. I think a huge thing for me with this first season was like, will like are the pieces in place for this to be something that I want to watch for several years? And I think they definitely are. Because okay. again, like I've said this before, I think any of the any issues with like how those three characters are being handled, like has nothing to do with the actors. Like the actors right. are great. So like you got they're around and as we know from Elward past, specifically Helena, like season to season characters can change drastically. And I just want more time with them where they're not. Where is she? Why won't she come back to me? Well, now that Tina's come back, we know that it's something they literally they could just bring anyone back now. I guess. Um, But like, I think we just haven't had as much like, and even like Sophie and Danny, who we have spent a lot of time with, they just they're having like 
I don't want to say the same conversation over and over again because they're as we discussed, they're talking but, about they're fighting about something new the every fights time. Fights are the same in tone. Yeah, yeah. they're and like the same build and release and whatever. And yeah. I just want I just want them to be free from that. And if that takes them breaking up, then okay. If they work through it, okay. Um, but I just I just like want to see those three characters like get the the complexity that Finley's getting and that the original cast yeah. is getting. Um. Okay, so these these two should break up. It's like a whole ordeal. Yeah. Um, and then back at back at the home of other people who should actually break up and cut ties are Tina and Bet. Tina is like on the front porch and leaving, and she tells Bet to call if she needs anything. Um, like you know, if she wants to be emotionally berated about the end of their relationship one more time, she should just give Tina a call, uh-huh. casual. Um, and they hug, and as they hug, Bet pleads not even asks like begs tina to not leave yeah and i think she might not leave and it seems like she might not leave so laurel holloman might become a series regular <laughs> laurel holloman getting those imdb credits back baby yeah um and that's and that's how the episode ends and that's the that's the ep So, okay, so what what do I feel what like do you I have an emotional hangover? My head hurts. I'm sorry. Okay, so I think whether we want her to or not, Tina's sticking around at least yeah, for one more episode. So what else? What do you want to see with that? What do you want to see in general? What I don't want to see is Bet and Tina have sex again. I don't want to see that. I just it will really I just I've never really been like a big Bet and Tina person. So that's my own baggage, but it just doesn't feel healthy. It feels feels not good um i I don't i really if it happens you know what would be cool to see Hmm. is tess going to a meeting i would like to see that too i think that would be cool yeah because i think that this show has done a really good job so far of humanizing her and like her struggle Mm -hmm. and like it's very it's a very nuanced like it's not like oh she's drinking and now she's a fuck up again or like whatever and i I just think it could be cool to watch that. I don't yeah. think I've seen something like that on TV, really. So, yeah. I want to see Angie and Jordy go on a date. Sure. I mean, that's that, that's a given. That Angie has a license now and can just drive them, them somewhere. They go mini-golfing so bad. Aww. I don't know why, but that just seems fun. Like, Shane and Kiara watching that scene was me watching Is that you scene. watching that scene? Like, I just was, like, clapping and being like, so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, if bet and tina have to have sex i hope it's a like that was a mistake and then she goes back to new york i don't want her to be uh, on the show moving forward for forever apologies to laurel holloman not because honestly i'm okay people i i have no issue with laurel holloman's performance and i think she's good yeah i think also i think people who i think people who hate laurel holloman have not seen the incredibly true adventures of two girls in love um so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at to Ellen Back, and you can email us uh, at to Ellen Backcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter and Instagram at draw underscore Gregory. And I'm on Twitter at Analoca, A-N-A-L-O-C-A underscore, and on Instagram, A-N-A-L-O-C-A-A. And remember to get your to Ellen Back merch. And now that Bet Porter is officially staying in the race yeah. to get your Bet Porter 2020 t-shirts, mm-hmm. um, store.autostraddle.com. Um, our logo is by Kara Sykes and our theme song is by B. Steadwell. And the show is produced and edited by Lauren Klein. 
Should we do keywords? Fuck, I didn't think of a keyword. I, I gave you all this shit last time for like not ever thinking of a keyword. Oh no, okay. Um, hmm. Oh, I have one. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Quench. Quaalude. Ooh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Wait, what was yours? Quench? Quench. Nice. Quench your thirst for Quaalude. That's it. <laughs> we out. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we are.